0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, and I'm so glad that you decided to join me today on this episode. Hey, um, today's shout out, real quick. Uh, if you're listening to this, like, when it's released, you need to go check out Kidman Academy. If you don't know what Kidman Academy is, um, it is a uh, it's it's a it's a school course um, put on by Kids Matter, uh, and it's uh, like. Let me clarify, it's like really good. So, you know, when you hear like, you know, you get your online certificate or whatever for kids ministry, you kind of think like this little like doodad in class. But no, this is like they have their own curriculum that they've written and produced. Um, they have top of the line teachers that are teaching uh, that are well qualified in the field. You're doing assignments and you're doing work. But it's also like, hey, I know you're a full time pastor. So it's like we're not going to kill you, but we're going to grow you. And so definitely check it out. And they have financial aid. I'm going to have the info down below in the show show notes, be sure to check those out. It is super important um, to grow as leaders, and I think that Community Academy is one of the best ways that you can do it. So today, this is number four of the influences that our preteens are experiencing um, in their life. Sorry, I did not upload last week. I was at Kids Matter MegaCon, and so uh, I got to do a lot of cool things there. It was super exciting, um, but we are back and ready to go, um, and we've got a lot of really cool things coming up that I'm super excited about. So, like I said, this is the last um Of our series about the changing world of preteens as our culture changes. Um, And for the next three weeks, we're going to look at systems. So be ready for that. If you're into the nitty-gritty, we will be looking at those as well. But today, let's look at uh, the fourth point that that the culture is really changing around our preteens and how it's affecting them. Um, And that fourth point is how influential they are in families. The impact that a kid makes on how a family functions is drastically different today than it is before. Um, And so uh, I think the best way to, like, Uh, summarize it would be that culture and families have created gods and idols out of their kids now now don't get me wrong like loving your kids and cherishing them and doing what's best for them is vital right no one's going to disagree with that but we swung the pendulum and we've gone from loving and cherishing and do its best to doing whatever we can to make them happy Um, and it shows up in a lot of different ways Um, and so i've got three different points um, three different ideas on what it looks like, uh, and I've titled them Little G gods of families um, that are affecting our preteens. So the first one is uh, the god of sports in family life. Sports in the last decade probably have exploded when it comes to a parent's schedule, right? Now, every single kid um, is uh, like a multi-sport athlete, Um, and every single kid that you have has to be in a sport, it feels like. Uh, There's very few parents I know that don't have every kid in a sport, and sometimes multiple sports. Um, Every weekend of fall and spring is filled with tournaments. They're booked up all the way, sorry, we've got our travel ball or whatever, right? It used to feel like, you know, travel ball and things like that were kind of like the youth pastor's bane of existence, and you always heard the youth pastor grumbling about the cursed travel sports, but now, like, fourth graders that I've got are missing weekends because they're going to these tournaments away, and they're gone for the weekend, and it's really, really affecting families because uh, it's, I mean, it's really, I don't know, it's just... The way that that parents are willing to um, sacrifice uh, their family's faith walk is difficult. And and I've had a lot of discussions. I say this being on someone who's who's hurt a lot, right? I'm not just saying this. Uh, my, my D group is four dads with kids who really like sports. And there's a lot to it, right? There's a lot more than just, hey, your kids shouldn't play sports on the weekend. But there's uh, the, the kids' playtime and, and how you know, good they are and how much they enjoy it and right as parents it's very difficult. And we've got all these other parents uh kind of uh coming in and, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh you know, the the peer pressure parents are experiencing. Uh but they're seeing this and they don't want to rob their kids of that. And so sports have really taken over um a lot, right? We I miss a lot of kids on Wednesdays now too, Wednesdays and Sundays, you know. Uh, They used to be kind of sacred, especially down here in the Bible Belt. I'm in Georgia. Uh, Like, Wednesdays and Sundays, like, the coaches knew not to touch those days because those were days where everyone went to church. But now, it's like Wednesdays and Sundays, we're struggling because everyone is just, they're all, they got practices, and they've got this and that, and like I said, I know kids that are running. I literally had a kid the other day who ran a cross-country meet, ran a 3K in fifth grade, and then went straight to a soccer game and played soccer on a Monday night. And I'm like, it's Monday, and he's already been going for like 12 hours. And so it's really, really affecting kids. And this really ties in um, to the second, which is the god of the calendar. Um, And these kind of go hand-in-hand because sports is one of the biggest things. Um, But families and kids are so insanely busy. Like, they are so busy and All the kids, when they come in, like, on Sundays especially, they are tired. They are worn out. Um, And (laughs) some days I just want to say, like, all right, guys, let's just chill. Like, let's just do nothing because I'm tired too. Right, but but the calendar, um, the God of the calendar is really really taking root in a lot of these families because, like I said, some of them are in sports and you know they got to be at every sports practice and they got to be gone on the weekends. Um, and then you've got like kids uh, you're doing gymnastics and you're doing dance and you've got your extracurriculars and you got your extra band practice time you got to get in. Um, and then you've got um, y- you know your your normal school all day and then you're getting up extra early to be at football. Practice practice and then you got your weekend tournament that you got to go to and I really feel like kids like do not stop it is crazy how much they're doing I'm like how do you even have time to like do anything I don't even know how you exist because they are in school for hours a day and then they're going into practices and then you know families eating lunch at 7:45 as they go to the next practice because practice oh, my- guys practices are ha- like there's a six-year-old soccer game who had a practice at 8 p.m on like a Tuesday and I'm like it just feels like there's so much, and these preteens are growing up in this world um, uh, where, you know, as Christ followers, we're called to slow down and we're called to stop. We're called to Sabbath on. A weekly basis and we're called to rest in the presence of God and they're being raised in this culture where it's go 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 and do not stop you have to improve you have to be better you don't have time to break um, and maybe once a week we'll get a vacation to Disney and it will be great but other than that it's just I feel like it's a lot on the kids so we have the god of sports we've also got the god of the calendar and then finally, we have the God of uh, presentation or, or their kids in general. Uh, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, the God of how the family looks, right? Uh Kids aren't the only one feeling the pressure of the culture, right? They're not feeling the pressure of the sports and the the calendar and trying to keep up and do all of that. But families as a whole are feeling the pressure, right? I talk about it a lot with social media. It presents the perfect world for all of these people, and these parents feel like they've got to present and and look like they're perfect, right? Uh, I just think of uh, Sunday mornings uh, because I remember Sunday mornings as a kid, where you would go and you're like, was, "For me, we're a big family." There's like like seven of us so like trying to load like seven of us in the car and your mom's like Wah! and your dad's like Ugh! and then you get to sunday and you're like hey we are a fully functioning family with no issues right and it's kind of like this this idea that we have to present ourselves in this perfect manner uh, and, it, and it really um it really like pours into the kids right because what ends up happening is that uh, parents want their kids to be happy, and they want their kids to, you know, look good and do good and be good, right? And so um, kids end up being pandered to, and they're entertained and tried to make happy, and it well creates like a cycle of unhappiness because what happens is as kids are continually pandered to, and kids are continually uh, coddled and whatever, and it's like you know. Kids are really just kind of getting their way with whatever they want. It creates that unhappiness because the more you get, the more you want. And when it's not, you know, as a parent, you can't do everything all the time for your kids. And so it ends up kind of creating this infinite feedback loop, right? Like as a parent, all right, I've got younger siblings. I've babysat them before. I know it is way easier to turn on the TV or give them a tablet than try and entertain them. And, and it kind of... Um, is, is also a self-feedback because the more they're reliant on that, the less they can entertain themselves. And I could go on so many tangents and all of that. But the reality is these kids are are, um, are kind of getting to have the major say in what a family does um, so that the kids in the family can look as impressive as possible, right? Uh, and really, they're, the kids are now like the determining factor. It feels like parents... Uh, which, like, you know, the role of a parent is to live selflessly for your kids, but, but but at the same time, it's like parents are pouring out this empty cup into their kids because they're doing nothing for themselves to refuel, um, which also just leads to more and more issues as the parents go, and kids are, you know, determining the, the calendar, and kids are determining if parents will be there on a Sunday, right? Kids are the determining factor on whether or not a family is at church nowadays for most of the families, right? Right? And if a kid's not happy with the church, the parents are definitely not. And the kid doesn't want to go. Most likely, the parents are not going to go. They determine so much, um, and it affects them as a family, right? Because if you let the kid determine, right, the kid doesn't know what's best. If I was a kid, I would tell you I would much rather stay home on a Sunday and play video games than have to go to church. Why? Because I like video games more than I like church at that point. Because I didn't understand the whole uh, context of church and community, and all of that, right? But uh, w- w- kids are able to make these major choices um, in a family, uh, and it's really like affecting uh, how families live and uh, you know, like, operate in the world. So, as we look at families, as we look at the the pressure they're experiencing, right, the pressure from sports and the pressure to do all of the things and the pressure to entertain and love the kids, right, Uh, what do we do as a ministry, as a church, uh, as leaders in these parents' lives, what do we do to help um, the families and the students. Um, number one is build up the parents' confidence. I think I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again and again. Uh, we need to grow our parents' confidence. Ah, I did. I did a, a nugget on this bad boy. If you haven't heard it, go listen to the nugget on "Are uh, our, our Parents Confident?" is the name of it. Um, but like I always say, we're not kids pastors. We're family pastors. Uh, and a recent survey found that half, one half, one out of two parents do not think that they have a major influence on their kids' lives, and if you do not think that that is affecting how a preteen grows and how a preteen experiences the world when their parents are unwilling to try and make a major impact in their lives, it is drastically changing how our preteens think, right? If they think that their parents uh, don't care, right, because a parent thinks their kid doesn't care, uh, we, we just have so many issues going on when we have to restore that confidence right we need to encourage parents we need to meet with them we're offering classes and resources to help promote a growth right one of my twenty twenty three goals is to create a uh, I call them parent ambassadors um, but I, I want a few parents that that, that are able to speak out about how they walk their their faith with their kids right Uh, and how to encourage parents to do the same because here's the reality i as a pastor can tell a parent all day every day hey you should do this and you should do this it would be great and a parent doesn't have to take that right because they're like yeah you're a pastor of course but you don't have three kids that are in six sports and you're trying to manage all that and talk about faith but if you have a parent, who's in the same boat and is able to do it, they will respond much, much better to that. So, encourage and grow your parents to make the influence in their kids' lives. Uh, Second, connect parents. Connecting parents is important. Um, Another goal in 2023 is to have support group, have a group of parents um, that meet on a regular basis. We have in our ministry a mom's group um, that that meets like the first Tuesday of every month. And so kind of working with them and then creating a dad's group or a parent's group as a whole, where parents can come in and pour into each other. Uh, Like I said, when parents are connecting with parents and when parents realize, oh, we're going through the same thing, they will support and come beside each other um, and ultimately um, pour together into Christ and into their families And then last but not least is we got to be real with our students, right? We need to talk about family. We need to talk about parents. We need to talk about the things their parents are experiencing. We need to talk about the influence they have in their family because all of those things are important. When a preteen understands the influence and the impact they have on their family, right? When they realize that they can take ownership in their family and make a difference, it will change the way they operate, right? Ownership uh, is like the fuel to a preteen's fire because they're at that age where they're ready to grasp and take hold of things and they feel like they should be able to and they can. So we need to enable them to take ownership in their family, uh, to walk through uh, life with their family, to be a leader in their family, because the reality is some families need that leadership and it it shouldn't have to be the preteen, but the kids can make the biggest difference in the parent's life. Um, So, Let's run through these again real quick. Our preteens and our families are facing sports um, out the wazoo that are pulling them all different ways. They're facing a calendar that is increasingly filling up um, and creating conflicts of interest between church and life. And just generally the rhythms of life are so busy Um, And then last is the the god of uh, happiness, I guess, presentation, being the best family uh, that ends up creating this, my kid should get whatever they need to be happy, um, and I'm willing to sacrifice the family for it kind of mentality. And we need to counter that by building up parents' confidence, connecting them with community, and being real with our students about their impact and influence in the family. So with that, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, It has been a good episode and a good series. I hope you guys are enjoying these series, uh, and I appreciate you guys for listening. I'm going to see you guys next week. We've got a nugget coming out, and then we've got our new episodes on systems in our ministry. I'm super excited about that, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.